This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Betsy St. Amant Haddox to Author's Corner, and she has written the book Once Upon a Divorce, which is published by Kriegel Publications, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you just a little bit about Betsy. She is the multi-published, award-winning author of many romantic comedies, including Tacos for Two, The Key to Love, and over 20 other romance novels and novellas. Well, this is her first nonfiction book. She has a degree in communications and a passion for seeing women restored to truth. Betsy is remarried and lives in North Louisiana with her family. Betsy, thank you so much for being with us on Author's Corner today. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. As an author of fiction rom-coms, you are now delving into the world of nonfiction through a very personal book, uh, Once Upon a Divorce, Walking with God After, quote, The End. Um, Why is it important for you to have written this book? And when in the chronology of your romance novels did this occur? Yeah, so it's funny you say um, I dived in because I kind of feel more like the Lord pushed me in for okay, this one. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I've been writing fiction for a long time, and the nonfiction came about um, because I just felt like it was, you know, time to test the water and just see if, if I wanted to go ahead and put a full book together mm-hmm. on my story. And I had written devotionals and shorter pieces that were very well received and encouraging. Okay. I have received a lot of reader feedback um, of how you know women were were touched from my testimony. So I put it together and thought, okay, let's let's just see what the Lord does. And all these doors started shutting. And I thought, okay, mm. well, I tried, and this is not what we're doing now, and that's fine. And then all of a sudden, Kriegel popped up and just wanted the book yesterday. You oh. know, they were so excited. <laughs> And I literally told my agent, oh, no, (laughs) when she called to tell me the good news of the book contract. So then I had to actually write the full thing, and Mm -hmm. that was quite the journey. Very different than fiction, obviously, for a lot of reasons, on top of it being such a vulnerable, sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was was quite a journey, but um, I'm really happy with the way it turned out, and I'm really glad that what I went through can encourage and help other women, and even some men who are not my target audience, Mm -hmm. but they've also been reporting in that they've been encouraged and blessed by the book. Well, that had to be a pretty tough time for you. Um, I'm not married and never been through a divorce or anything like that. So I don't understand all that goes on in in that pain and agony. But how were you able to continue to write romance novels while you were going through a divorce? It was tough. Um, I got my dream contract with the publisher that I had always hoped to be with Mm -hmm. literally just a few weeks after my husband walked out the door. Mm. And the timing back then seemed so strange to me. Um, But now, in hindsight, I can see the Lord was giving me a new dream Mm. as an old one was dying. Mm -hmm. And it really was such a gift. And it was hard. Um, I had to do an extension of my deadline. My publisher at the time, this was with uh, Zondervan, they were so encouraging and so helpful with giving me that extra time because they understood, you know, it's it's hard to write something. It's hard to write anything or be creative at all when you're in a state of, mm-hmm. you know, trauma and tragedy and grief, but especially romance. 
right? So Mm -hmm. uh, I even thought at first that the fact that I got this two-book romance, you know, contract was maybe a sign that my marriage would be put back together. But that was not the case. And Mm. the Lord was faithful and walked me through writing that book. And I was able to make one of those books in that two-book deal. Um, It's called Love Arrives in Pieces. Mm. And I was able to feature a divorced heroine and just put all of my, Uh. everything I was going through into her and write that character so strong and so relatable. And it was a little bit of a healing process for me writing that book, even though it was hard. Yes, absolutely. So um, divorce is one of those sensitive topics, especially in the church. And so um, how did your church react to what you were going through and how were they helpful or maybe some ways that you can encourage people to not be so helpful? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a chapter in the book called What to Do When Your Church Doesn't Know What to Do. Uh, And I really hope that that's encouraging people because, you know, it's it's becoming more common, sadly, for Christian divorces, Mm -hmm. but there's still some communities that it's very foreign to them. Maybe it's a smaller church or they've never really walked through that with anyone in their congregation. And it's hard. And I, I look back and I have zero hard feelings for my community at the time, but they really didn't know what to do with me um, or my husband, you know. And so I ended up leaving that community, and the Lord led me to a new one that really was able to pour into me and be what I needed in that season. Mm. So I just would encourage women going through that to, if your church is not in a position of being what you need and the support that you absolutely need to have, don't be afraid to try a new community. Um, it's so much better than just not going to church at all because mm-hmm. you've got to have a support system. And there's actually a lot of churches now that offer divorce care classes, mm-hmm. which is really helpful. We've got more to talk about with uh, Betsy St. Demont Haddix about her book, Once Upon a Divorce, published by Kriegel Publications. So stay with us. You are listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. One of the things you write about is that you immediately turned to God when your husband left through scripture and prayer, but you say that there may be Christian women that don't even feel compelled to turn to the Lord. So what advice do you have for them? First of all, I would just say I do understand there's such a temptation in times of severe grief or trauma of any sort to turn away from God or blame God or feel angry or even wonder if you're being rejected by the Lord. So I would just encourage you to feel your feelings, acknowledge them, don't try to stuff them mm-hmm. or pretend that you're hiding. You know, don't don't hide. Don't pretend that you're feeling something that you're not or that you're not feeling something that you are. But don't stay there. Go to the Lord with those feelings. He can handle it. Mm-hmm. I love the Psalms where David mm-hmm. is so real and raw and honest, and I believe we absolutely have permission to pray that way and get it out and let the Lord meet us where we are and heal us. Um, mm-hmm. I think when a Christian goes through divorce, there's um, there's some some Christians who feel that pressure to just be a model Christian through mm-hmm. it all. And that can really drain you and actually push you away from God because you're, you're believing things about what God thinks about you. That's not true. Mm. And he's not expecting you to walk this perfectly. He just wants you to walk it with him. Mm. Amen. Amen. 
So you also indicate through your book that God began moving people into your path who spoke life into me, um, you say. So um, how did that help you go through this time and uh, how it changed your perspective on things going forward? One thing I never really thought about until, again, hindsight was when you're going through a divorce and you have all these friends that you've made as, as a couple. right. It's really hard to stay in those friendships mm-hmm. to the same extent. Mm-hmm. Um, we have friends that we would double date with, that we'd hang out with, that we were at church with. But when he left, it got weird. And mm-hmm. that's not any fault of theirs um, or anyone's fault, really. It's just that's what happens when it suddenly you feel like a third wheel or you feel like maybe you're putting people in the middle or some other awkward situation. And so I didn't. I didn't just leave all of those friendships, but most of them did taper off a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. fizzle, and that was fine. Um, and when you're in that transition state of, what is my life going to look like? I'm suddenly single. I'm suddenly navigating this thing I never expected. The last thing you really want to do naturally is go make new friends, mm-hmm. right? That sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did, and I accepted an invitation that literally changed my life to go get pizza with a young adult ministry I was a couple of years older than most of them at the time, but they took me in. They took in my daughter. They loved us. They became another family for me and were such a godsend. Mm-hmm. I just cannot even think of them right now without a big smile and a heart of gratitude because I really believe they were instrumental in God saving me mm-hmm. from making so many more mistakes than I did make. And I'm just forever grateful. So I encourage you to find those people. They're out there make friends, don't give up, don't hide yourself away. You need community. Well, and as you mentioned, you have a daughter. And so what are some of the things that encouraged you as a mom as you were going through this time uh, as a single mom? And um, how? give us a couple examples of how single moms can be supported. Yeah, that's so important. So for me, It was so healing and needed to see other people love on her. Mm -hmm. That blessed me as if they had ministered to me directly. Um, As a mom, you know, you can understand, parents understand that that connection, you know, it's such a blessing to see someone bless your kid. Um, And that's what they did. They they came to her birthday parties. They, um, They just took us both in as family. They... Um, helped, you know, maybe babysit if I needed to go do something. Um, Little things like that really went a long way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially for a single mom, there's things that come up when you're suddenly single that you would never expect to be a problem. Hmm. But for me, it was things like just simple tasks, like taking out the trash. We lived in the country. I had a two-door car. I physically could not get my trash down the road to the dumpsters. Uh, I was I was stranded, <laughs> and we had raccoons, and they would come pilfer, and it was just horrible. And that sounds like such a small thing, but in the moment, it's a pretty big yeah, concern. Yeah. And then I lived on several acres. It needed to be mowed. Right. I had no way to do that, and my ministry leader at the time from that group I, I went and had pizza with, he came and push mowed all of those acres mm. for me. He and another guy came and hung up Christmas lights so my daughter could have Christmas lights. Things that you just don't think about until the, suddenly your ability to do them are gone. It's, it's gone, you right. know. 
So those are just very practical steps that really bless a single mom. Is mm. Take out her trash, mow her yard, babysit her kid, um, give her gas money if you feel led. Just little things can go a really long way in helping her feel seen and taken care of when the person that was supposed to take care of her has failed. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing. Um, your husband didn't just leave you. He left a void in your daughter's life as well that she had to learn through that as well, didn't she? Yes. So they, they kept in contact, um, you know, sporadically, but she was definitely able to be loved on by, you know, Christian men and Christian brothers mm-hmm. who um, played with her and got her toys and just really blessed her too um, by just including her, you know. Well, the last uh, chapter of your book is called A Prayer for You, Dear Reader. So what are you um, writing about in that chapter? I love that chapter because I wasn't sure how to end the book. And I I finished writing the book and I messaged my uh, best friend and I said, hey, I'm almost done, but I don't know how to wrap this up. It needs something else. I'm just not sure how to bring this all together because each chapter is is pretty topical, and so it just needed something to close it. And she said, what if you prayed for the reader? Hmm. And just immediately my heart was like, yes. And so I sat down and I typed that prayer out. It it came out in just a few minutes, and I had tears streaming down my face, and it was absolutely, I believe, the Lord inspired her to give me that idea. And I'm really happy with the way that turned out. So I really hope the readers, men or women, feel blessed reading that prayer and just feeling the love that I put into it, but more importantly, the love that God our Father has for them. Mm. Well, today I'm talking with Betsy St. Amant Haddix, and she has written Once Upon a Divorce, a very personal story for her. And so, Betsy, how can people find out more about this book and then, of course, all the others you've written? All of my books, including this nonfiction title, are on my website, which is www.betsystamont.com. You can also sign up for my newsletter on the website, and you'll have links to my social media, and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram that way. I send out um, usually about one newsletter every two months, and I do giveaways, and it's a great way to keep track of what I'm writing, what's coming up, and maybe win a free book. All right. So one more time, the book today is Once Upon a Divorce, written by Betsy St. Amant Haddix. And we thank Kriegel Publications for providing us a copy of this book to talk about. And Betsy, it's been a real pleasure having you on Author's Corner. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And to our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can now find it on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time.